Thank you for downloading the Racist Recap. If you want to join in on the conversation live, we record these Sundays, 7 p.m. Eastern at RacistRecap.com. If you're listening afterwards, feel free to chime in on the YouTube video itself or on social using the hashtag RacistRecap. And we'll find you. Enjoy the show. First, let me introduce my co-hosts who've been with me all season helping uh, make this show tolerable. Dr. James Earl Corley, how are you? Hey there. Still allegedly a doctor. I don't. I want to see the proof on that. Oh, yes. I got to see if you pass that test. We'll talk about that later. Fingers crossed. (laughs) And Jen Hudak, one of the most extreme female races of all time. How are you, Jen? Great. Happy to be here. Nice to meet Rob and Corey and so excited to discuss the finale. Uh, And of course, the team that America fell in love with, the team that is... My equivalent to Bluey, the cartoon show, and I'll explain that to you in a second. Rob and Corey, welcome to the show. Yes, hello, hello. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're psyched to be here, getting to meet you guys, uh, you know, from listening to your recaps and putting our your little tips and tricks into our race. Fun to be here and kind of share our perspective, having a, completed our own full season of The Amazing Race. Uh, For those of you watching, uh, off the screen, uh, the younger son is going to be helping us uh, with translation, uh, if that's the right word, or helping to uh, put a voice to the words that we can't understand because we don't know sign language yet, but it's something that I really want to learn now. I thought it was AI. AI. Yeah, we'll, we'll say that's my younger brother's nickname. <laughs> AI. <laughs> so, we're going to break down the episode really quick and then get into a ton of questions. But first, I want to ask a dumb question that may not be dumb and may be dumb. Okay, so they keep saying American Sign Language. Is there like a sign language for every country? Is there like an international sign language? And then Americas just make up their own because that's what we do. Can you explain a little bit about the difference yeah so pretty much ASL is American America's own sign language and every other country has their own sign language and that's pretty much it so British has British sign language BSL um, there's there's so many different countries that have their own sign language and did you know that ASL we technically stole it from uh, France France uh france so french sign language and you know native americans and locals deaf children in their own northeast area they combined and kind of became american sign language Hmm. so so you could be multilingual technically yeah yeah Did you do any studying of other signs for other countries, thinking that maybe you would go to like, you know, China or wherever places that speak a different sign language? I mean, no, not really. Don't feel bad because I didn't speak, I didn't look up any other languages either. Yeah, well, while during our race in other countries, I think it was Vietnam. We watched TV during our like downtime at the hotel, 
and they had interpreters on TV signing. And we were like, what? We were looking at it, but we had no clue what they were saying. It was just completely different language. Wow. It was very fascinating. That's so awesome. Yeah. Do you guys have any questions before we other sign languages, but obviously did, you know, my basic studying of, you know, faster, uh, you know, where is the airport? How can I find the bus stop for like more common languages did like German, Spanish, French, uh, figuring that at some point we're going to be in a country where maybe one of those would be relevant. And I've got some familiarity. Um, but something that's also interesting is my family's actually done a decent amount of international travel. And we found that people in foreign countries often are a lot quicker to gesture with you because they're so used to other people not, you know, speaking your language. And so they're a lot more used to wanting to figure out how to communicate with you. So that's something that my dad actually had a lot more confidence with strangers than I think your average person does on the race. And so I think that's something that really helped us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's so awesome. Do you guys have any uh, questions before we get started on the recap? Good. All right. Let's go. Let's do this. And then we'll get into all the other questions uh, later. There's a ton of people in chat, a, a bunch of former racers. I always love and appreciate the support. Louis Cologne, all season long. Louis and Michelle have been in chat supporting, and they were even cooler in person, which pretty much everybody, besides one or two people, at the Amazing Race finale were just incredible humans. All right. Um, well, obviously during this race's recap, there'll be a little more pausing just to make sure that uh, Rob can jump in whenever he wants. Um, and he can cut me off and tell me I'm an asshole whenever he feels like it. I recommend doing that at least twice during the episode. It'll make you feel a lot better. <laughs> I got to learn the sign for that. <laughs> a sunset scramble. The Amazing Race 35 finale comes down to a flight getting canceled. Did you guys know that this was supposed to be a daytime leg? No. But the final flight got canceled. I listened to Joel and Garrett's podcast and they spilled the beans. There was a flight that they were all supposed to be on. It got canceled, and the next flight was like 15 or 18 hours later. So the producers, if you couldn't tell at all during this leg that something was up, the producers, that's because the producers did an incredible job of... The question for y'all then, when did y'all find out the flight was canceled? Were y'all already at the airport, and y'all have to wait in the airport for another 18 hours? Oh, that is... Much garbage. That is rough That's before brutal. the finale. Wow. Extra time to study the notes. Yeah. <sighs> also, extra time to sleep on that hard light floor. Yeah. It was hard to sleep. It was stressful. Very frustrating. Uh, I was going to say that is the hardest day to get sleep is the day before the finale. And then to get to the airport and have to wait another 18 hours. Oh, my God. I do like the, the timing, though, that, that was very similar to our finale in terms of landing like right before sunset and then racing into the dark. And especially for a self-drive leg, it can change your ability to be able to get driving directions and all that. So I liked the timing, but I had no idea that that was adding on that much. I do you feel like nighttime leads are 
harder in general too. I feel like every time we were racing at night, it was a lot harder. That's definitely. Kind of yeah. Yeah, a lot of challenges with nighttime. Yeah, I don't think there was any point prior that we had done like a nighttime leg. I think everything else was pretty much daytime or we had the, you know, the Vietnam bus at night, but there wasn't too much racing going on. It was get to your bus station, hop on the bus. And with how crazy Vietnam is at night, it basically felt like daytime anyway. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Cindy Wigglesworth in chat dropping 50 bucks. Are you insane? It's the holidays. Spend it on the kids. But we very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you enjoyed this season. It uh, was easily one of the best casts to ever run the race. Top three. It should be top three on everybody's list. Would you agree, James Earl, Jen? Oh, this was amazing. Absolutely. And I said that early on in the season, the cast was phenomenal. I feel like they had a really well-balanced team. Everyone was competitive, exception of a couple teams. Um, but I feel like most people were competitive, and it just made for a good season. Plus, the route and the leads, in general, were pretty hit. Yeah. It's fun moving around the world in a different direction than normal. Uh, and yeah, there were no unlikable teams. Like I, I found myself at some point throughout the season, I feel like rooting for every single team um, and, and just getting excited to see different successes emerge at different times. So it was really an incredible cast. And the final three was just awesome. All right. So. Uh, as soon as they land, they go to the Space Needle, which was a 16-mile ride. I love that they have to take a nice ride where you could possibly get lost, but it is the Space Needle, so very hard to not look up and see the Space Needle anywhere in Seattle. Um, but it was a 25-minute drive. The task was, I mean, pretty pointless <laughs> besides the, you know, a beautiful scenery. It there was no chance for another team to pass another team. Very hard to get lost heading to the Space Needle because it's so big and iconic. But I guess... One, if, the one kudos I want to give the producers is when I first got there, I thought like you know, Rob and Corey would both do it and then the Nets team would both do it. Kind of sucks for them because you're first there, but I do like that they kind of alternated between the teams when they were there. Because at least didn't just like give one team so much time ahead of the other team they first got there at the start of the leg was there anything difficult about this this task rob Corey? no it was just it was just walking around i mean it, the view was majestic it was beautiful it was gorgeous but i just first thought oh maybe we have to get on the top and maybe like go down we we're excited but it was just walking around and like oh but it was still nice they wanted that I, sunset I shot. Yeah. The hardest part was just taking your eyes off the view to grab that clue because it was stellar from up there. So cool. Like, I, I don't think that's something that you can just sign up to do. I think you have to have, like, special permission or be, like, the maintenance man or woman for the Space Needle in order to do so. <laughs> yeah. I, right, I will say I appreciate – your level of excitement with everything. Like when you're coming up the ladder and coming out the top, you're so freaking excited just to be there and do this. I appreciate that because you had it all season. Yeah. 
Thank you. I mean, I, I can't express enough how excited I was literally at any given moment just to be on the race. And all the stuff that you're doing on the race is so unique and things that you would never just do in your daily life. Uh, and I think that kind of comes down to rule one my dad and I made from the beginning of the race was it's all about having fun. You know, we tried to draw upon some inspiration teams that we thought were really successful and were always fan favorites. And we're like, you know, what they did so well was they just made sure they had fun with it. And ultimately, I thought that was going to make for the best memories, too. So that was the name of the game for us was just like really enjoy every moment. I think, yeah, like the globe trotters and team fun were always so positive. And that's where we really like to follow and steal their appreciation and attitude to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's not something that you can really express in words, but I think the best way that it's ever been expressed was expressed uh, by one of your quotes where you were like, every day so far has been the best day of the race. And I felt that to my core. It's just such a simple saying, but it was so genuine and so wholesome, and it sums up how... I felt every day in the race. It was just, every day was incredible. All right, so let's get to it. Okay. You're saying I was always exciting every day, something to look forward to, and you had no idea what was next, what was going to happen. It was just so, so many cool things that we did, and we were really lucky. So it starts off with a scramble. What the heck is going on? The first time a scramble's been in the finale, and this uh, might have been something that nobody was prepared for. How did seeing that scramble affect your decision-making, and what was the thought process of going to the furthest one away first? Yeah, I mean, when we were doing the scramble, we found out it was a scramble. I think the first thing that popped in my mind was, yes, we're on our own. We don't have to follow other teams or they're going to follow us nothing it was such a we do whatever we want and run our own race and so we looked at the three different tasks we have to do we looked the first thing we looked at on the map we opened it where where is it? we want to make sure that we could see where each one is and the one for grab which was the furthest one out of the way that we first thought was get that over with you know we were on the way back to the city we thought the finale might be in downtown, you know, it might be easier to finish and stay in the area. Yeah. And to add to that, uh, the first two locations, um, Grunge and Glass, were on the map of downtown Seattle that we had. And so I just knowing how addresses work, found cross streets, circled them, circled them, said, we know where these are. Let's get directions for the furthest one and get step-by-step -step directions. And then we're generally familiar with Seattle. So we know that from at any point in Seattle to get back into the heart of downtown, follow the Space Needle, just drive towards it. And so we figured all we need to do is get one set of directions and everything else is going to be self-service. So we take that. And also the timing was a really, really a big event at, I forget what it's called now where the Mariners play. It used to be Safeco Field, but it was really congested. So we figured avoid i5 take the back streets and those are the directions we got down to grab thinking other teams might not know that get on the freeway get stuck in traffic 
So mm-hmm. by doing this and then maneuvering our way back into dark downtown step by step, we'd be a little better off. And, you know, obviously this is hindsight, but when we got to grab first and saw it was a pull a number, you have to wait in line. I think ultimately it was the right move because if we had started with glass following the other tasks and other teams down, more than likely we're at grab at the same time as another team. And then we're ending up taking turns on that task. Yeah. What do you think, James? Because as soon as they made that decision, I was screaming like, no, go to the closest one first. You're guaranteed to backtrack. If you go to the furthest one, you're going to have to come back. You're backtracking. You're going to travel further. I hear I hear both arguments. I feel like Justin's is a little hindsight um, because you don't know. You don't know where the next step is, right? You only know the next three things in front of you. No, but you have and to pass the other two to get to. I know, but if, if their logic's right and everything else now is downtown, every other team's traveled far out, you're already where you need. I, I get it. It's a risk. It's a gamble. This is one of those things where choosing the order of the scramble is part luck, right? There's really no way for you to predict the next step. So this is part of the race that is luck. And unfortunately, it didn't pay off for Robin Corey in this stand. Yeah, I mean, also, good. I didn't, sorry, still, I didn't you know you're still there. I didn't know you're still there. Sorry. I'm hiding for just a moment to settle a baby. Um, but you don't know where the pit stop is, right? So you never know, like, are you going to end up closer by going the order that Rob and Corey go or the other way. I mean, I yeah. probably would have started with the closer one just because there's less opportunity for things to go wrong with driving directions when you are going a shorter distance. That said, Rob and Corey had familiarity with the city. And so I think that's probably a factor that you have to, like, I don't, I couldn't weigh how that would influence my decision. But if I were in a city that I didn't know, I probably would start with the closer one as well. Let's be honest, if the pit stop was back in the city, back closer where those first two spots are, we, we talked about how genius they were for doing it the other direction, right? But it's just one of those you don't know. So ultimately, it turns out... Not only that, but I was thinking Seattle, you probably do like the last stop, uh, like Pike Place. Like, you know, the famous, like, that's what I was thinking about was like, possibly that could be the finale pit stop. You know, the original Starbucks, maybe there, that's what we're thinking. Or the final three, like the stadiums. So that's where we were like, okay, it could be possibly like more downtown. Okay. According to Google Maps, uh, everybody else traveled 27 miles, which took them about 50, uh, I'm sorry, 24 miles, which took them 53 minutes. You guys traveled 27 miles, which took you 58 minutes. So you lost about five minutes because of travel time. Uh, but I think you could have made that up uh, by not waiting behind other teams on grab, which is the one, the only one that you guys really had a problem with. Yeah. Eight tries. Uh. <laughs> and I also want to point out too, I'd very much appreciate y'all talking to us on this sled because I don't know how it feels in the finale, but I do know how it feels to come in last place of a light and be eliminated so i know this is a tough lead to relive i do i understand that 
Yeah, it's it's Jenna, a tough. Jenna doesn't do too as well. I'm sorry, but they do. Everyone some, does. Yeah, some some of the best teams have finished in third place in the finale. So <laughs> <laughs> we feel you. <laughs> All right. So we find out that Corey lived north of Seattle and has visited often, and John lived there for a month in college, um, and um, uh, Garrett lived. Joel. Joel, sorry, Joel lived uh, north of of uh, or north of Seattle as well, but kind of tried to avoid it, so he didn't know it as well. But they all kind of had a connection. Olympia is where he stayed for a little bit, and we were also some. Outside of Olympia, in a town near Yelm, is where Joel is. Yeah. What I do love is that they let you self-drive on the final leg. Because I hate relying on taxis, not just because of what happened to me, but in general, I want the final to be determined by teams and their knowledge and to use all the skills that they've acquired during the race in the finale. And did you learn? Did you learn from your past mistakes? Can you overcome them and use those in a finale? I hate when it comes down to like chance of like a needle in a haystack challenge or a taxi. So I loved that they had a scramble. I love that they had self-drive. Did you feel self-drive was uh, helpful for you guys or hurtful, more hurtful? I know in hindsight you got lost twice, but... Self-drive or taxi? I think from a pure viewer's perspective, scramble self-drive is the ultimate finale because it really comes down to how good can you strategize? How well can you get yourself from point A to point B? It is the amazing race, not the amazing complete your tasks and hope you get somewhere correctly. And so I, I think that, is a better test of racers. And I think if you had asked us going into the finale, that's exactly what we want. Cause the leg before in Ireland, we nailed the self navigation. Like we rushed the driving, did not make a single mistake. That was probably our most well run leg. And so going into it, we had great momentum. And unfortunately I think this last leg was just where we had the biggest mistakes we had made in the whole race. Ugh. And it's just, it's a real tough time to hit that trough. Um, but I think ultimately like it is the right style for a finale. Yeah. How were you guys so good? So if it wasn't for self-driving or using a taxi, like on those, we would have a chance to use, uh, but who knows? It's, it's still, it's a tough pill to swallow. Jen? Yeah, I'm just wondering how you guys are so good at navigating and how you are able to communicate Ooh. effectively using sign language when Corey's in the backseat and Rob is driving. Like, I just was so blown away by that all season. First answer would just be 26 years of experience. Uh, <laughs> Just the fact that growing up, that was how we behaved. We did family road trips from Washington down to California every single summer. And that system you saw is exactly how I direct my dad to the nearest in and out because I was in dire need of a double-double M <laughs> style. You know? but it was just, that was our life. You know, my mom in the front seat, my dad there. 
I'm in the backseat kicking his chair. He's looking back at me and I'm like giving him baseball score updates. Like that's just how we communicated. So I think it was just a lot of familiarity. That was our also, that is adorable. Oh my gosh. Oh, right. I'm so yeah. glad you pointed that out. She is so freaking. Squeeze those little cheeks. Got cheeks. <laughs> some serious cheeks. That's really, it's amazing. I, you guys are really strong in navigating. So um, I'm so sorry that this was the leg where you got tripped up. I know how it feels. So you're in good company. At least. I'll take a step further too and say that any parent-child team who is looking to go to the race should use y'all as an example for how to communicate and how to respond to one another. Um, because parent-child teams, and I've said it for God, ten seasons now that we've been recapping this almost, the ones that kind of still are parent and child, like parent-child, no matter the combination, but also treat each other as teammates and partners are the ones that are most successful. And I never saw a time where y'all where y'all struggled with that. I didn't. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think I actually one of your recaps earlier in the season, you made this exact point. Um, but my dad, before we even went onto the show, he sat me down and said, before we get onto the race, one thing that I want to have a conversation about is I'm not the father and I'm in charge and I'll make the final decisions. Like going into this, we are equals. We are running this race together as a team your opinion is just as valuable as mine it's there's going to be times where your expertise is going to be more valuable than mine so if you're confident take charge i won't question it and i told him i'm going to trust you to do the same like if we're going to do well in this race we're just going to have to trust each other and be a team and i think you're entirely right where we've seen historically a lot of teams suffer is a little bit of that i'm right i'm taking charge and not really addressing that like disagreement or conflict and and that can build up and make it really difficult 100 mom and i had that heart to heart after led three on our season and it, it you saw the drastic change in how we were interacting and it's just i i say it every time we do this recap with parent child teams because it is so important because it is such a different dynamic than a lot of the other combination my chat got locked so I'm just now seeing that I'm blown away. Uh, uh, Luis Pitt, first time donating to the, to the races recap, dropping 50 schkattles. You are very much appreciated. Thank you so much. Uh, Mark Peters, all season. He says, Justin, thank you for your recaps. I've always loved your passion for tar. You can cry anytime you want as far as I'm concerned. And this is probably where I'm going to start. So... <laughs> I want to clarify my Bluey statement. For those of you who don't have kids or haven't seen Bluey, if you ever want to learn how to be a good dad, watch Bluey. The best show on television to show a good example of what a dad should be. But that has now been beaten. If you want to see what a dad should be, watch this season of The Amazing Race. I know I told you this before, but... You, you and your son's relationship is something that I pray to have with both of my kids. I've never seen such mutual respect. Um, and I just, I want to put you on a pedestal because you belong there. And it's the biggest compliment that I could give someone. Um, so thank you for showing us an example of what a great father-son relationship should look like. Yeah, I mean, 
I love it. Thank you. Anytime. Really, really enjoy hearing that. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Means a lot. All right. So time for the scramble. Time for the scramble. Let's get into the scramble. Uh, all right, so great scramble the producers put up. By the way, I feel like it was three tasks that were kind of skill based. That the racers kind of prove themselves in ways that they probably didn't know how to do. Like I doubt any of these people knew how to load, load glass, how to put set up rock equipment or trapeze. <laughs> but it's still something that you can learn quickly. There is room for mistakes. I think it was a great scramble. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I, uh. I thought it was awesome ideas. I thought the little bit of the execution could have been better as far as pr production wise, because some of those tasks didn't have the ability to kind of pass each other unless you were there at the same time, like the trapeze or whatever. I think that could have taken other teams a lot longer if there was teams there at the same time because of nerves building up and the pressure of seeing other people uh, get it. Um, but, uh, let's start with glass. I think this one was the most skilled based one that you had to learn. And it was an even playing field. You didn't have to be physically fit. It's a skill that you had to watch and repeat. And your attention to detail was put to the test here. Um, how did uh, you guys feel about the, the glass blowing challenge as you were doing it? Difficult? Um, I would not say it was difficult. The only thing that we had to pay attention to was details. That was really the, that, that was where we had an advantage. I mean, me, I'm really, I can't hear, but I can focus really well. I'm really good at paying attention to those details. And so I think, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, I agree. I think glass was one that we did really well. I think this is something that we've shown time and time again on the season. If there's a task where the both of us are working together, we are so good at that nonverbal communication, understanding our role and just filling in as needed. And so it was one that I think you're right. If you are, you know, a little frazzled and other teams there, it's probably going to make it harder because you're just going to try and go, 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 go. And I think that's where we saw a couple times, like for John and Greg, those was just slightly too small. And I think it was probably, they rushed it a little bit. And I think because we were there alone, we probably had a little bit more like ability to focus on let's just do it once and get it done. First one, we didn't fully understand the process, asked for another demo. Once we saw the demo, I went, oh, I missed that one little bit. Very next try, that was it. And we nailed it and we moved on. Yeah, that was the blowing part, right? It was just the blowing and making it big, the glass. Yeah. It was... That one was weird. Like, oh, we kind of missed how to do that. And there was a little detail where when you're blowing glass, if you've never done it before, if you blow and then pull away without covering it, all of the air pressure loses. And so the air just comes back out and you're not going to have that bubble build up. And so it was, oh, I missed that. I need to like cover the cap while I'm blowing into the tube and the air pocket will expand. It seems like so every team that. messed that one part up. Yeah. And I think that's one that, producers probably knew was going to be the trick yeah so they know that they know they're planning a trip they plan to trip you up on a lot of things they do it's for good tv 
Yeah, so Greg and John seemed to pick this one up super fast, and they got consistently good, but they just couldn't get it. They didn't get better. They, like, reached a skill cap and then just kept doing the same thing over and over again. Um, I just, what Corey said, Corey pointed it out because I think they were rushing because Joel and Garrett, because even the one right as they were finishing it when Joel and Garrett were leaving, they messed up. It wasn't until Joel and Garrett were out of the picture that they got it. I think Corey nailed it on the head with that one, honestly. Yeah. So the thing that I loved about Joel and Garrett on this is when they were, when they knew they were messing up, they went to get an, another demo and they specifically told the guy, please emphasize what we were doing wrong as you're, as you're um, doing the, uh, I don't know what it's called, the, uh, Lost the word. Demonstration? Yeah, as you're doing the demonstration, emphasize what we were doing wrong, and then he told them, and they were like, click, and then they went and, and they nailed it. You know, if Elise was there, she'd be like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, Rob and Corey, it said, they said you nailed it on your first try, but it was your first try of after cutting it off. You guys did try a couple times before that, right? And it just couldn't get it to blow up? Yeah, it was for, we couldn't get the air pocket to blow, so we never got a try in. It was like we, we just had molten glass on a stick and said, all right, we don't got it. We need the demo again. How long did it take? Yeah. It was glad. It was short, but we had to ask for a demo again, and that was, like, important. But I think, how long was it? That was probably not as long as John and Greg, definitely, but <laughs> it was pretty short. Okay. So it's, uh, from what I heard, Greg and John left about 10 minutes uh, behind Joel and Garrett, so immediately they fall behind and are in last place uh, right after the first task. Uh, nerves are building up, but they always remained calm. They uh, then went to grunge, which was, I thought, I mean, obviously I was in radio for 15 years and have set up dozens and dozens of hundreds of these things. So it seemed like this was just such a simple task, but I guess for people who've never done it, it's those little things that just seem obvious <laughs> that you miss. Uh, <laughs> You guys seem to be struggling with the same thing other people did, but you picked it up, and I think because of your sign language, uh, th that Greg and John weren't able to figure out how you f did it. What do you credit that to? Your kind of sign language? Yes, I think that is something that sneakily helped us throughout the season, where we kind of at any given moment could talk strategy, could talk how to do a task, we could communicate without giving anything away to someone who is eavesdropping. You know, there were a couple teams that know a little bit of sign language, but if we're going fast enough, they couldn't pick it up. So I think that helped. However, the nerves and excitement and adrenaline of the finale, I'm sure you know, there were a couple times where like, my dad sees the cable and goes, Corey, in there, there's the cable. And I go, quiet, John and Greg are right there. Yeah, when I get excited, I I easily just speak and I just say it out loud. So that was one where I was nervous. I was like, oh, we might have just given it away, which I guess would have been fair because uh, John and Greg kind of, by talking to each other, gave way that we needed to find power forwards. And so, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, they, 
by coming over to cheat off you guys to look at your your exam, they were coming to look for the answers. They actually gave you the answer that allowed you to leave before them as well by telling you that you needed the cords. So they helped you without really knowing when they were coming to cheat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was, yeah. All right. So you never know what you're supposed to do. I didn't even know you're supposed to connect it to the power cord until Greg said it. And we're like, oh, wait, you had to figure out where it was, search for it and get it. But yeah, music is not my thing. So I knew nothing, <laughs> how to connect, microphones, uh, guitar, anything. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to put uh, directions on where to explain, where to connect things, where it's supposed to go. That was helpful. But where the cords were inside of the box, we had no clue. It was, it was fascinating. So here was one of the funniest moments uh, of the night. This is Greg and John looking for the piece while holding the piece that they're looking for in their hand, lifting it up, looking in the box while it's in his hand. <laughs> this is the piece you're looking for. You're holding it. <laughs> and they lifted the thing like two or three separate times. Uh, and it, it says you, race blinders. The race blinders are real. You're just screaming at home. I mean, we were at the club, and you can hear people at the finale. It's right there! <laughs> so. And I'm sure you saw me when we picked it up. I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. What's that? What's that? When he was about to close it, I was like, wait, no, no, no. no. Let me see. Ah, oh, there it is. Flipped it. And that's one of those moments where my dad has, like, eagle eyes. There are countless times throughout the season where he saved us like there was you know people you know about the race and how we did as well as we did and like my dad's perception is unbelievable so that was one where literally and we almost did the same thing because i picked it up didn't see anything and my dad goes nope that's it flip it over now is that or something my mom, was, my mom was the same way Corey. Um, like she would be, I'd be looking for something. She'd be like, Oh, I saw when we're coming on the bus. It's like right around the corner of the left. And I was like, woman, how? So is that something that you think because, uh, you're deaf that you pay attention to a lot more things than the average person does. And you pick up on things like that. Yeah. 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 I think it added to my vision, you know, how to stronger vision on where to pick up things and see things. So that's so cool. And they turn into a superpower. <laughs> yeah, it was actually a superpower. There were a few times that, like, our camera person was going, how did he see that? My dad would see, like, a street sign from a mile away. He was like, oh, that's where we're going. And I was like, what? And our camera person was like, that's incredible. Like, I can't see it. <laughs> see, this is another stupid question, but, like, I've saw, like, TV shows where people, when they are if they can't see or if they can't hear the other senses are heightened is that something real or is that just like a tv thing oh oh definitely you know my vision and other things because i can't hear it i have nothing to use with my hearing so i use my eyes a lot more and so my eyes just being that so cool. All right. Uh, was this judge just the dickiest judge you've had all season? It seemed like he was just being a douche. He was so mean. 
wasn't too bad. I think uh, the, um, what's it called? The picture one in India, the guy who was like, nope. I think that was a little worse. Uh, we didn't do that detour, so I didn't get personally attacked. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely like, a, you could tell this person was in the industry. He was like, that's not it. I'm like, all right, my bad. All right, so uh, so this task is another one that Greg and John struggled with, lost time with, and fell even further back with, allowing other teams to catch up. Um, and then let's get to the uh, trapeze, the grab, the one that you guys had the most trouble with. Uh, but ultimately, as a team, it didn't take you much longer as a team because it took you a total of nine tries, where it took you know one team four tries and one team six tries. It you didn't ultimately, as a team, take that much longer to do this, so I don't think it cost you that much time. Would you agree? Yeah, I don't think so. I think I was probably the fastest person to get it, and so with my dad taking the longest time to get it, I think we balanced out pretty well. Um, so I think that was helpful. Uh, if anything, yeah, we may have lost a few minutes, but I don't think it was too drastic. Yeah, right. I think I think the same amount as John and Greg at the glass, like that amount of time, you know, the trapeze, it was kind of around that same. Rob, I will say, and I think it played into because of how many times you did it, but the time you got it, you literally just like flung yourself into the air and you're like, I will catch this man. Like, I will catch him. Um, and I loved it. Because every other team, like, they struggle with it, but they would like wait to hold the hands and then release their feet. You just full flying squirreled into the air to land it. Oh yes, yes. I was I'm glad you saw that. Not many people really catch that, but before I did the flying, you know, the seventh or eighth try, I, I tried and the man never really touched me. I'm like, dude, like why can't he catch me? I was like, Am I short? <laughs> so I was like, that's where I was just like, fine, screw this. I'm just gonna fly and jump off and try it. And I let him catch me, and yeah, I knew $1 million is on the line, so I just want to hurry and get it over with. I was kind of terrified on that one, because it's my dad, and he had done this seven times, and he goes, I'm just going to jump. And I was like, uh, you know what? Okay. Yeah, just go for it. But, like, please don't get hurt, because he just flew. And I was like, if he doesn't grab him, he's just eating that it was hilarious <laughs> to watch but so dumb electric like that moment of getting caught i don't think i was like that excited at any point in the race so after the scramble comes the final task and is this where you got lost the first time heading to the final task is this what really lost you the race yeah i i think so when we left class we tried to find so many directions and there was no one around us. It was pretty late and it was sort of on the outskirts of downtown Seattle, not really near the bar scene or anywhere that there were things happening. So we ran over towards a hotel and as I was about to go into the hotel to get directions, which hindsight, I wish I had just gone into the hotel, uh, but someone was walking out. And so I say, Hey, I'm going to race for a million dollars. Like, can I please have you help me? we need directions to this location and I'm holding a freaking plane that has an address on it. And they're like, yeah, sure, bro. Uber's going to be here in five minutes. You have five minutes. I was like, okay, great. Easy. 
it was a little more complicated directions. And so we're, I'm like scrambling to get these directions down. Uh, and eventually they're like, I have to leave. I'm leaving right now and just take their phone out of my hand. And I had like a step left and I go, you know what? Let's get close enough and then re get directions there. Mistake. We were literally at a hotel. I should have just oh. walked in. They could print out the directions at hotels. That was the best part about going to hotels. Can you print that please? It's like, oh. Yes. And this is such a oh, hindsight 2020 moment. Yeah. Where, was that that moment in the car when you're like, this is as far as my directions go? Yeah. I remember we had a full, full adrenaline. adrenaline. Yeah. Our adrenaline was so high. And it was just, we were such in a rush that we knew that the time was getting really close to the finale that we just weren't thinking correctly and we had to remember like you know at night and the people were out there was no one it was just so it was tough yep and i figured wherever we were going was going to be more populated than it was another assumption that i should not have made so we have somewhat incomplete directions how quickly i was writing these down i might have flipped one of them we try to get onto the freeway and all of a sudden we have a hard time finding the freeway entrance because we missed a sign, so we do a couple laps in downtown Seattle before we even start heading in the right direction. Finally, we start heading in the right direction. We are heading north, I believe, on I-5, because we have to go up and around the lake. And we pull off on the right exit, don't see the street we need. I pull over to grocery store to ask for another set of directions, but our crew doesn't come in with me, so I'm just a crazy person covered in sweat going, I'm going to race for a million dollars in any directions. <laughs> it's hard for me to rationally get someone to help me. Finally, someone's like, oh, you're on the amazing race. And I was like holding a clue, like help, <laughs> you know? And so we get another set of directions. Finally, they're like, oh, you're like a town over. So we just overshot it. Oof. Finally get to the memory challenge. And we were just a little too far gone at that point, which hurts because uh, I'm sure the next question was going to get to this, but I think we crushed the memory challenge. That oh, is something that I knew going I, into it. I think everybody agreed that you guys did the memory challenge faster than everybody else. You're all weren't there the other teams that were y'all. You yeah. ever see the other teams at the memory challenge? They were getting there as Joel and Garrett were leaving, right? Is what Joel and Garrett were saying. Yeah, as they were finishing, we got there. Yeah. They got their clue. So the ride, the ride to get there should have been about fifteen to eighteen miles, depending on where you ended up, and should have been about twenty-five to thirty minutes. So it was a nice ride to get there, a long ride, which I do like. I like that they give you a chance to get lost. Well, I hate that you lose the race because you get lost, but it also is a skill that I think racers should have. We never got to do a self-drive, but I think that. It's a skill that should be highlighted in the finale. And it's absolutely the, the point of the race is you got to get from point A to point B without mixing in a point C. We just happened to mix in a point C, D, E, and F. <laughs> and it's one of those times, too, where you have to know when to slow down, but it's so hard to know when to slow down. Yeah. That makes any I feel like every racer that has ever raced, they'll understand that statement, but the people at home are like, what? Um, because. There's times where, like, if you had stopped, if you had taken one more second, you would have been out. There's times, too, where if you need to slow down to get proper directions to stay in. Yeah. And I think this is probably, to me, the biggest learning moment of 
if we ever get a call back for an all stars. If you know that the adrenaline of the race is extreme, the adrenaline of the finale is something I've never experienced in my life. It is bonkers. And it is, you know what? Take a second, do every single little thing right. Phil always has that cheesy thing where he's like, you can win the race walking. And I think that's true if your execution's on point. And that's where it's take an extra second, get printed directions, take an extra second. Because if you've done what you should do the whole race, study the direction or study the memory stuff, which I mean, we got to a point where I could recite every roadblock detour reader at the map yeah. country in seven minutes. That should be something every racer knows before they even get to the finale. You should know the names of all your roadblocks and detours and all that stuff should be in your brain. It should be should take two seconds to write that stuff down. Uh, like that's should be second nature for anyone studying. Uh, or I will say I'll go head to head with you on that challenge anytime. Should be scared of me on those challenges. He's he is smart. He is he is smart. I, I will give him that. Uh, they tested those challenges. They like pre-tested those challenges with me and a couple other people on our season. I blew it out of the water. I wish they kept them as hard as they were supposed to be. We were, but they made them easier because uh, of me. I know, jerk. <sighs> All right, so I was the only person that was able to do them, Justin. Everyone else took like thirty minutes, and I didn't. I like, know, but that would have given us time to catch up. That would have that would have been it like, if they just put a couple more flags in. Like that. Damn it. Anyway, sorry. As, as you know, it's been seven, eight years. I, this is something, if I never get a chance to race, I will never be able to get over it. Uh, you guys have a different mentality. Joel and Garrett have an incredible mentality. You guys might be able to push this aside and not, like, let this, you know, wake up crying nights. Like, but that's not me. I still do. Well, before you're racing again soon. No, oh, don't even. 100% lock for All-Stars. There is... You are the team that is going to get called before me, us for sure. You should be the first Number call. Number one on the list. Yeah, you should, should be, be the first call for an All Stars. All right, this let's finish this crazy, off. But I think y'all, I think y'all overtook them now. <laughs> let's get, let's finish this off. All right, so uh, it was pretty straightforward. Um, you know, lifting the kayaks, sure. It, a little bit, it's hard, it takes some energy out of you, but ultimately, if two people are lifting a kayak and putting it up, it could have been the two smallest girls on the team, it doesn't, it, it, that, I don't think that was the thing that made this difficult. What they didn't show that I thought they should have, is that the oars played a bigger part in this memory challenge than they actually showed, because the bottom of the oar was like a picture of a pit stop, the top of the oar was the name of the country. So you had to match the pit stop with the country. And oh, that's I, cool. And I don't think they highlighted that. And I think that was a really like cool part of this challenge. Did you guys that's have really any difficulty with the final challenge? No, not at all. We, we set it up. We, we've been practicing with those memory challenges every night in the hotel, even on the plane. We, we knew everything down. We were prepared for this challenge. So after the final challenge, it's another race uh, uh, drive, which I absolutely love. I hated our finale uh, point because as soon as you were done with the chairs, you literally 
just walked like a uh, hundred yards and that's where the finale was. And I could see like when Kelsey and Joey left, the boom arm of the camera came up and I was like, oh, sh the finale, it's right there. We lost. There's nothing we could do. And that's why yeah. you get a shot of me just like deflated because I just saw they, I'm watching them win from where I am. And I, I love that they give you a chance. They give you a chance to catch up. At least this is a 14-mile, 27-minute drive to the mat when adrenaline is at its highest, when you're going to make the most mistakes because you're so, like, amped up and everything is just like, oh, oh we? I, I love this fact, but this is also another part where you guys got lost, correct? Yeah, and I think this one was kind of, when we get that next clue, we're hoping, all right, give us one more challenge. Give us another place we can catch up, race to the finish line. <sighs> you know, we started the task so far behind everyone that it was kind of, it was kind of over. Um, stopped for directions and it was, you know, obviously we were never going to give up. Like we're not, but it was kind of a, uh, vibe was at an all time low. And we get directions. I mix up the directions and mix up uh, one turn, another turn. And Ugh. note in my notes, neither flicks. Watch out for this one before this one. Obviously, in the moment, I forgot to do that and take the wrong turn. And we get lost once more. Eight countries, 19 cities, 23,000 miles. Greg and John get their fifth win. Take it all home. Joel and Garrett are two minutes behind them. They were seen in the parking lot parking as the as Greg and John were running towards the mat. So it was that close. Not 100% sure how far behind you guys were. From what I guess it was about 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes max. Do you guys have an idea? Honestly, I'm not certain how far behind we were. Um... We couldn't really tell yeah. and really ask. It was kind of a... At that point, I guess you just don't care. Yeah, I but. did it. Yeah, I did that. Trust. So, one of the best seasons of The Amazing Race ever. Hands down, top three cast of all times. Uh, and I think <laughs> two, three, and four finishers are pretty much a lock for All-Stars. Uh, you guys, 100%, will, will be invited back for All-Stars. That is not even a question. Uh, would you do it again? I know you do it again, but would you do it again if, to, if, if there was no prize, would you still do it? And if it was five times harder, every task was the hardest task that the Amazing Race has ever done, would you want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> I would do the Amazing Race every single day for the rest of my life if I could. If <laughs> I would need a prize yeah. at the end of the tunnel as long as like food's taken care of, like I have nothing that I need to worry about financially. If I can just keep doing that forever. If I have to learn, you know, the Indian pot dance every single day, <laughs> sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. And racing against you, Justin will be a walk in the park. Yeah. You would be walking in the park after you lose. It's walking home. <laughs> he's never done a self-drive leg <laughs> never had a self-drive leg i know i got into this argument at the finale because somebody uh from a, a, a one season i won't mention uh they had self-drives 
right? But they didn't have to book any flights. They were on uh, a luxury airline and got to sleep yeah. in a luxury plane and think that their yeah. season was harder because they had a self-drive. You were on a luxury plane and no. never had to worry about it. Ask everybody from our season how they felt about getting on a plane going to Poland and if they would love to have a freaking luxury airliner taking them uh, or if they would rather have a self-drive. <laughs> what do you guys Rob think? To the test when all three of us get invited back. I would love for everyone on this call to be invited back. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm... Rob, I will say what I want you to know about Justin. Don't underestimate him. The man has no shame, so he collects a lot of information from a lot of different people. Yeah, that is one hundred percent his strength. He has zero shame in the world. Zero. Like. Well, these are people that I'll never see again, and this is my only chance to ever win a million dollars and actually change my family's destiny. There is nothing in the world that would stop me from, like, changing the, the destiny of my lineage from here on out. Like, that's how big it was to me. Not just being a super fan on the show, like, being a super fan was one thing, and I was really emotional about that, but for me, this was, like, a chance for my family's lineage to change like nobody in my family's ever left anything to their children besides debt and that goes back for 100 years like 200 years my family was poor running jews running around europe trying not to be killed and then when they got here they were poor and then you know i grew up poor and i don't want my kids to do that so that's why you see such emotion from me and that's why i have this ptsd it's like i failed my family. I failed the Sheeman legacy. And that's why I've one of the reasons that I was so emotional uh, and just couldn't get, I still can't get over it. Um, all right. Uh, James Earl, seal clap. Let's do something here. Oh, my seal clap is going to actually, and I feel like a lot of the times it's the people that are on this, this camera, but it is going to rob when he fine squirreled his way to completing that jump challenge. I was so freaking happy. And <laughs> ever that's a seal clap moment. It's that flying squirrel grab. He's the only person that just like fully let go and did it. Like he really is. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely is. Uh, so my super fan move, Jen, you, you'll be up next here. My super fan, there was a couple that I had marked as super fan moves. I like one of the things that I liked uh, and I, I'm pretty sure everybody else did this, but they showed Greg and John doing this. Greg and John got into the cab to go to the airport, and the first thing they did was get a cell phone to look up where their cars will be parked. Like, where would the parking lots be? Uh, so, so they can get out and get to their cars the fastest. And I was like, that is such a, like a simple thing that could just give you five minutes, give you two minutes, give you three minutes edge. I mean, ultimately, all the teams got to the cars at the same time, so it didn't really give them anything. But that's like the things that super fans do. They find those little edges here and there. Like you guys thinking a strategy to go to the furthest one is sort of a super fan move. I didn't agree with it because it, it technically makes you drive further because you have to go past the other two and then come back to the other two. Um, but... My super fan move ultimately is going to go to, I'm going to give it to actually all three teams for the way they communicate with each other. All three of these teams were the best communicators.
that the race has seen in a long time. No arguments, no attitudes, just respect. And it's just something that I'm a skill I wish I had. I just, I don't. Justin does not have that skill. <laughs> Jen. One of the things I okay. about with uh, Joel and Garrett and John and Greg at the finale at the very end was I, I really loved how it felt like all three of our team messages were positivity can conquer anything and us showing that lifting each other up is just going to elevate gameplay. And I felt like that's what made it not only so competitive between us, but also so much fun to race alongside these teams because it was so much good energy shared. And I know a ton of people are asking, and just to save you to have to go through it, no, Corey is not dating the girl from Ireland. Yes, they would be awesome couple. Of course, they would have beautiful babies, but he is currently uh, dating someone. Uh, she is lovely. Got to meet her. Beautiful. I could sweet girl. Uh, not jealous at all. Very secure. So you could stop sending him DMS, asking him if he wants to date you. You could stop sending him DMS, asking if he's dating a girl from Ireland. He's taken. Okay. And he's happy and she's beautiful. Hearts are just breaking everywhere right now. Hearts are just crushed. People are negative money in the chat. They want their money back. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to spoil it. That's just the PR Justin's putting out. Keep DMing them. Keep sending the message. I already want him to be happy. So. Mm. Jen, give me some LOL. Um, My LOL uh, is laugh out loud. And in part goes to the editors this episode. And in part go to Greg and John when they were trying to find the top part of the amp <laughs> underneath and literally holding it and not seeing it so uh it was edited very well so i'm going to give it to the editors with a nod to greg and john <laughs> absolutely yeah i can't i can't argue that that is one of the things that had me giggling all right all right, so here is the clue-by-clue clue breakdown on the screen. If you want to see all this stuff, it is in my Discord. The link is in the description below. You're all welcome to come hang out. We talk Amazing Race. I post a bunch of stuff there about the race. And this is the clue-by-clue clue of how people, f like, finished and lay every part of the leg, where they succeeded and where they dropped. And uh, you can clearly see that Greg and John, right after that third uh, task, just got faster and faster and the other teams just slipped a little bit behind so if you can go check that out in the discord below all right so we'll get to some questions here uh a lot of people had the same sentiment uh the last three teams i don't care which one of them win they're all incredible um i wish all three of these teams could get a million dollars unfortunately that's not the way it works i got it okay so question is there anything on the race that you regret? No, no regrets at all, honestly. <clears throat> the, like the game we played, the way we traveled, the experiences we had, learning different cultures. I mean, there was really, it was just such an amazing experience for us. There was, the way we worked together as a team, it, it was really amazing. So 
I can't ask for more to be, I just, this is such a fun time to have my dad. So no regrets. No yeah, regrets. I, I couldn't agree more. I think obviously if I could go back and get better directions and be more thorough, leaving glass would love to do that. But ultimately I, I think it's really hard to have those moments because everyone's got that. Well, what if, or this, or that like, Everyone has that. Joel and Garrett, I'm sure, have that. Oh my God. I know yeah. Joel and Greg have moments that they could have changed to make their race better. So if I get one, why don't they get one? Yeah, Joel and Garrett, three separate times, Garrett asked Joel if this was the right one. And he was like, no. Like, and he, like, <sighs> just can't live in those moments. Oh my God. We all have them. Every single one of us on this camera has those moments. You just, Oof. You have to remember everything else that's good about your race and try not to live in that moment. Speaking of Joel and Garrett, in the description down below, there is a link. Let's finish this off. Let's get him that dog. If anything ha positive happens from this season, this man needs to have a dog for his child. And they are so close right now. It has been up for two days and they are like 9,000 away from their goal. So if you have any extra, please... If you if uh, donate, if you can't donate, then just share the link. It we know finances are tough. Just share it. Maybe somebody somebody sees it and they can just you know finish this off. They're so close to getting that dog, and he's just a warrior for doing this for the right reasons, for being such a strong, positive role model for people. Just an incredible cast. Uh, this needs to happen. As an amazing race community, we're not as big as the survivor community. We're not as big as the big brother community, but we can make this happen. We could do this for them. So link in the description, make it happen. All right. Is there anything that you wish they would have shown that they didn't show? Um... Can't, can't really think right now. Not really anything I think, specific. Luckily, we got a really good edit, and so I think all of the really fun moments that we wanted out there were out there. I think everything that I look back on and cherish was shown. Um, and then more than that, there's moments that like I didn't even know were going to be on there. Like the moment of my dad in the glider, and he's just so excited. He's like, "Woo!" That's something that I didn't see because I wasn't there. And so it's been really cool to watch back and get these little snippets of my dad's experience that I didn't get to see. Oh, um, that... I can't think of anything that I wish was there, but I, I'm happy with what uh, our story turned out to be. I will say earlier this season, I will say one of my favorite moments is when Rob saw the kayaks, and I forget what light it was. Um, it was the lead with the um, muscles versus the, the scraping off. I forget where that was. When he saw the kayaks, stood up, pointed, and yelled kayaks. I've never seen a grown man so excited to see kayaks in his life. <laughs> I don't know. It was a small moment, but it was one of my favorite. I just wanted to point that one out again because it was one of my favorite moments. Absolutely. Like, there were so many awesome highlights for this season uh so when i go back and i you know i always go back and every watch a season as well i've seen every season three times except my own <laughs> which i've watched once live uh, um you'll be watching it again soon justin yes after 36 uh and there was a bunch of teams from season 36 at the finale party by the way 
Well, they're out there. We know they are. Half of them are friend of me on Facebook. Yeah. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, season 36 was a COVID season, and it's only South, South America and Central America, and it's chartered flights. Um, so they kind of put it on hold. They're probably going to, I guess they have to use it for 36, which is starting in March. So we will pick back up with um, season 36 here on the Races Recap. Uh, we wanted to do 27 in between, but it does not. It's not enough weeks. It's like we fall three weeks short. So we will do 27 after 36. All right. What else? You guys have questions before I dig into the last questions for them? No, you got it, Justin. All right. So I'm an idiot, and you guys know this. So some stupid questions coming. <laughs> always makes me nervous when you say that. I know! Did you feel that being deaf helped you more or hurt you more on the race? Um, no. I don't think... I don't feel it hurt our race. I just feel like, you know, the same as everyone else. I love I, that. I can do pretty much anything, you know? There was nothing that was going to stop me. I love that. Because you did mention how it helped you a couple times, so I didn't know if there was times where, you know, it hurt you in any way because you couldn't hear other teams or you couldn't be involved in group conversations as much. I didn't know if any of that uh, was a detriment at all to you because you did point out a lot of things that helped and ways that it helped you. Yeah, you're right, but... Again, that was the way that I was kind of used to my whole life. And I'm not going to let it stop. You know, I'm just going to keep going. And if I need to help or something, I will just go up to someone and ask for help. And I don't, yeah. That's so awesome. Uh, is there any chance that you would do any of the other shows like survivor or big brother i know corey's ready for the challenge i mean uh yeah corey's ready for the challenge right oh yeah i'd go on the challenge in a heartbeat i'm just waiting for the phone call you get anna lee and i on the season i think we'll have a great amazing race alliance they uh, didn't show it enough but dude when you gave me a hug it's like hugging a brick wall dude you are absolutely solid underneath whatever you are wearing so i i would love to see you represent the amazing race on the challenge because i was like holy this dude is like bruce lee tight like i'm like i felt like i had to like puff up my chest when i was giving you a hug i was like damn dude yes i would love to see you represent so what about pops what am i am i the pillsbury man well <laughs> it was a lot softer the hug was a lot softer <laughs> so would you do the would you do a, a survivor or big brother um probably survivor honestly i would be willing to go did I, think, I would do survivor i don't know that i'd do big brother it seems like it's a little too much i'd have to think about it but 24 7 if you last the whole thing 100 days on television yeah you're it's a quarter of a year. And the fans are just 
They are the worst. They watch you sleep. They'll pick apart anything. They're like, oh, my God, he scratches his nuts while he sleeps all the time. He must have cramps. Like, they'll just, they'll come at you with the stupidest things. So, um, did you guys, like, watch Margie and Luke? Did you learn anything by watching them from, uh, and or did you reach out to them? Were they involved in your prep at all? Um... So we didn't really speak with them or know them before the race, but they were really the inspiration for us to go on the race. We didn't really know what the amazing race was until season 14. Wow. My mom comes home one day and says, Hey, there's a deaf guy and his mother that are going to be on the amazing race. And we're like, the amazing what? Wow. And so we tune in and immediately fell in love with the show from that first cheese wheel up the hill challenge. We were like, this is awesome. Who the heck does these things? And that, I think, was also just a phenomenal cast and just such a fun show, like seeing all these different cultures and the way people traveled. It, it was awesome. So we fell in love with it from oh, there. And then it turned into a family show that we would watch all the time. Since the show has aired, we have come in contact with Luke and Margie, and it's been really cool to hear their perspective uh, you know, on the race and kind of comparing it to ours years later. How old were you, Corey, when you first, uh, when you saw season 14? 11. 11. He was 11. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. So it was me, just a little kid, and we would talk about, like, oh, like, we should go on it someday. Who would do this roadblock? Who would do that detour? Uh, and, yeah, over and over again, we just, we even tested some of it, like, with balance stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, everything. It was, yeah. The Amazing Race is an awesome family show. You can watch it with your whole family. It's so much less drama than the other shows. And it's something that you could kind of do. Like, hey, someday we'll go to Italy. and Or someday we'll go to Slovenia and we'll skydive. And we, you know, you could take your family now on a trip to one of the places you've been. And you could do one of the things that you've done. And they can get to experience it again. Um, but as a dad, how was it to watch uh, your son not only run the race but like thrive like be good at almost everything that he he did it was inspiring i i loved every moment that we did everything traveling seeing the world learning the cultures and doing the extreme challenges just it, it was so much fun and i'll always remember that special moment who goes skydiving with their dad like how <laughs> often does that happen that's so crazy uh is there anything that uh surprised you um cory watching your dad because i know he earned a nickname while he was on the race there's not a thing on the show that surprised me about roadblock rob i knew going into it every task was going to be him in and out just crushing it and i think it was extremely reassuring that first episode when we arrive in sixth and leave in second. That's when I went, I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't know he was going to be this good. Like, that was awesome. And from that moment, I was always, anytime my dad's doing a challenge, I feel good. I was so confident, just at peace. He's going to get out of this and nail it. Um, so it was, it was really cool to see my dad put to the test on all of these challenges. And I was really impressed at 
physically how well he kept up. Like, I really don't feel like there were moments that I was, like, waiting on him. It was, you know, really. Hey, maybe on the stairs. The stairs. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one where for uh, an all-star season, we're getting a Stairmaster. Uh, <laughs> That's another one that I think James Earl would have been awesome at. I, I've, I have a feeling like he was a Stairmaster during uh, training. <laughs> I feel like that's one of your training regiments. All I'm right. an endurance person. I'm not going to be your burst sprinter, but you put me on an endurance challenge, and good luck. Love that. Love that. All right. So is there... Uh, Anything else that you want to talk about? Is there anything you want to get out there? Anything you want to promote? Is there anything coming up for you guys? Uh, any way that we can help the uh, ASL community? or the, Is there anything that we could do for you as a, uh, as a community? Uh, I think the only thing I can think of is I would love for more people to uh, come on out and check out the Robin Core YouTube channel. It is the only sign language recap channel on YouTube for The Amazing Race. That's awesome. So if you want to pick up a little bit of sign language, practice a little bit, or even just see like the artistic way my dad describes challenges, hop on over. We've done a recap for every leg through leg 10. We'll be putting leg 11, and eventually we'll convince ourselves to do a finale <laughs> recap and put it on there. Um, but ultimately, just like, Want everyone to see the power of sign language and, you know, inspire more people to learn, get involved with the community. And Corey, I'm trying to put... ...is the core of our relationship. So it's like, I encourage all of you to learn. You will be able to communicate with people, just anyone. And the language is so beautiful. So, so for those of you who want to visit it, it's at Rob and Corey. I will put a link uh, right now in the chat. Um, would, uh, would your brother, uh, come on screen as people who would love to meet him and thank him for, uh, helping us out today? Unless he's shy, you don't have to. Does your brother have a name? I'm sorry. So he's just brother. <laughs> Hello. What's your name, brother? Uh, Kellen. Kellen. Hi, Kellen. Thank you Hello. so much, Kellen. Uh, you really helped us. Um, is there anything that you learned about the your brother and your dad while watching? Um, my dad is crazy, kind of. I would say <laughs> his ability to do anything. It's I, I did not think that my dad could just like crush those roadblocks. Like his nickname lives up. He did so well. It's like every time he did a roadblock, they were leading or they were up there. The one, we don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Well, if they have a family edition ever again, uh, maybe you guys can come on as a, as a family and show us what it's all about. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for the season, guys. You are part of our family now, so you're welcome to come on anytime you want for any reason that you want. Um, your family... And I'm so proud to have you in this family, uh, honored to even be able to sit beside you guys and say that I'm part of your family or the, the Amazing Race family. And if you were at the finale, you got a chance to feel the love. There was over 50 races there, winners from seven different seasons, people from Big Brother, Survivor, even a couple fans snuck in there. That 
feeling at the finale just like reinvigorated this spark inside of me and i hope that we could do more events like that so thank you guys for an awesome season thank you we appreciate the love i've got my fingers crossed that be season 36 as a couple of new yorkers so that way we get another finale next year get some watch parties more excuses to bring that family together so well, i made up my mind i'm going to the 36 finale. i want to go too I had Jeff, serious FOMO, <laughs> but a few minutes old is not really helping my cause. Okay. What were you saying, Rob? And I'm holding you there. And I would like to say, like, something. I just want to say thank you to like all of the fans out there who are really supporting all of us, not just us, but you know, pouring their love for all of the amazing race family. It was just incredible. Thank you, fans. Honestly. If you want to check out what the party was like, go to Croqueta Chat. Our boys, Lewis and Michelle, were out there pumping out content. They didn't do anything but content. They were filming the whole time. So go check out Croqueta Chat. They'll show you a little bit about what the finale party is. And their uh, final recap will be this Tuesday. They've been huge supporters of the show. They are family. We love them as well. Jen, James Earl, is there anything you'd like to say before we bid our advice? No, I always hate leaving y'all, but I'll see y'all again next time. You guys are awesome. Thank you for putting up with me all season. To do any more snowboarding, you have to let me know. Mm, Utah, there it is. And to all of you incredible fans who've been so supportive uh, this season, thank you so much. It truly means the world to me. You know and I know that time is the most valuable thing that you have. And for you to spend any of it here means the world to me. Never mind being here all season long. It was an incredible season. We had a great time. And it's time to say goodbye. Until March, my friends, I bid you adieu. Thank y'all. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs>